is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? Hello and welcome to 20 and 21. We are being broadcast from 911 WDBX in beautiful downtown Carbondale and surrounding blocks. Uh, <laughs> we are recording in the uh, ancestral lands of the Shawnee, Miami, Kickapoo, Tamaro, Peoria, and the Lion Eye tribes. Hey, welcome to 2021. We're the only show trying to figure out the best 20 movies in the 21st century, but we're not even close to getting there. <laughs> we haven't even, we've yet to begin. What's up? My name is Joseph Frisch, real fast. Out there with me is always the learned man, uh, Doc Woolridge and the Shark. What's going on, guys? Doctor. Doctor. When did we? So tell me this, oh, fellas. How did we actually make it through every single Bob Dylan album? But we can't even get started on the Rolling Stone top 500 or whatever it was, and, or movies, either one. Well, we've started. We've made it to 2010, from 2000 to 2020. We've made it halfway, and we've picked some movies. Uh, but we haven't ever battled those movies yet against each other to figure out what the top 20 yeah, are. Yeah, right. was, this was supposed to be like a bracket, like an NCAA March mm-hmm. Madness. Yeah, yeah. It's thing, right, right? It, something like this takes time. You can't just... We're percolating. Yeah. We're percolating. I understand. Oh, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm just shocked you know, that we made it through one of the most tedious catalogs that, you know, in the history of catalogs. But, you know, something that's like, like this, like a walk in the park, we're like, I don't know. I don't know. We better slow something down. Something like this, you know. When I write, I like to... Uh, do what they call meditative writing. It's like, and it's what the good doctor said. It's percolating. You gotta let those ideas percolate in there. Let them simmer and move around. Sometimes I like to cold brew them. Um, yep. <laughs> I prefer it's cold brew time I pre- again. <laughs> I prefer cold brew. <laughs> you know me and my my thoughts. I prefer cold brew. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Alexa. Uh, 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 buy some um, extra dark <laughs> Starbucks. Anyway, <clears throat> Alexa, buy Eastwood Frisch's gasoline. <laughs> I, I'm sh- I'm shocked no. that you've got uh, hey, you've got one of those uh, surveillance things in your home. <laughs> yeah, one of my songs costs four ninety nine now for uh, for the inflation that's going on. The dark yeah, gasoline costs five fifty. Yeah, it's a hit. <laughs> it and uh, you ain't natural costs five fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sh- I'm still shocked you get one of those one of those surveillance things in your home. What are you doing with that? <laughs> well, you never know. You got to keep that uh, teddy bear armed. You never know when the maid's gonna get up to something suspicious in here. I- Hey, this is no joke. Rosalia. They sent they sent me one of those in the mail for free a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, and Coop's like, "Well, let's hook it up." And it's like, "No, I mean, especially if they're sending it to me for free, that's an obvious." Yeah, they setup. sent they sent me one for free too. I know what you're talking about. Well, like, there, well the? then, I was like, "What? This is weird. Why would they send me this?" Did you did you send the NSA a thank you note? <laughs> uh, they've been watching for a while. Hey. Um, uh, you know what I was going to talk about? You, uh, how long before that, about, the beginning, back to the beginning of the show, how long have we been doing, has, what, do you remember what episode we switched over to, uh, to movies? I, I, I don't. I guess I could look on the podcast. No. It's probably, I think it's like 130, one, somewhere around there, 120, 130. Uh, so yeah, so it's, no, it's, only, sure. it's only been about 50, 60 episodes or something like that. 
I mean, it's been a while. Oh, no, not Aaron Lewis. It's only been a year. It's only been a year. Hey, real fast, before we get into the boys, Hero Gasm, we have some stand up uh, for Shark today. I think we have some movie philosophy, some uh, reviews. Um, I have a theory on uh, some movie going experience. Rob, did you ever fi finish We Own the City? We never talked about the finale of yes. We Own the yes, City. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. I finished it probably a couple days after you and I talked about it. Okay. Uh, powerful, powerful show. What's weird is it's making The Wires all of a sudden really popular now, uh, again, apparently, because of uh, We Own the City. Have mixed thoughts about that. Yes. Uh, what did you think about hey. We Own the City? Um, for those that don't know, it was about Baltimore police corruption from 2000. Seven-ish with the drug gun task force yeah. um, all the way through Didn't 2017. Didn't it all come to hell like two, 2016, 2017? Yeah, yes, that's, when it starts to, right. that's really when it starts to break. Yeah, and then I think 2018 is when it kind of all ends. Well, here, here's the thing that blows me away about Simon. No, you're 16. Yep. I don't care what the issue is. Mm -hmm. Simon finds a way to never let you make easy decisions about the reality of what's going on. Yeah, that's very There's true. never a clear bad guy. There's no. never a clear good guy. There's ne there's never anything. It's overly complicated. And so, like, on the one hand, it's like, oh, my God, these cops are so dirty and they're horrible and I can't believe they're doing this. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you have to sit and watch these cops trying to do... Trying to do their job. Very dangerous work in a city. Yeah. Paid shit money, mm -hmm. not you know, like worked over, not and yeah, what they and you need. know, if you really put yourself in their position when <laughs> when you see them and you know their lives as well as he portrays them, and then when you see the guy who doesn't have that great life who's making that shit money, when he sees uh, that pile of cash, like you're with him, you're kind of like, mm, yep, would I take that if I I didn't, you know, I'm. Uh, pretty poor right now like <laughs> i take that podcast no, I, I mean i'm i'm serious like who among us right now wouldn't love to find a, a chunk of money that we could somehow latch on to and and put into our cash flow yeah of course um, we're not criminals of course but, uh, who of, wouldn't? of course the way berthanel uh the reason he wants that money is uh, ridiculous and and petty and, st yes. and stupid but anyway uh, great yeah um uh, boy, the, what happened with the guy that used to play Marlowe? That's a horrible way to... <laughs> oh, my God. I was just going to say, uh, that I, was so... I tried not to Google. I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. I tried not to Google much from the show because I, I wanted to know... I, I knew about the main guy just because he was kind of in, you know, not in the headlines, but it was known what happened to him. Um, yes. Uh, but I didn't know anything else. And that part, that really, uh, that was very tragic. There's so many tragedies. And, yeah, and, and the you show. know, and Shark, I think you will love this, even though you didn't see it. At the end of the show, they do one of those things where they kind of tell us what happened to some of the people. Right. And it's just the, like Animal House. Key yeah. <laughs> some of the key politicians that were involved in this or were dealing with it or whatever, two or three of them are, are, are charged with corruption charged with you know what i mean like oh my they, gosh they that's the, dirty that's the crazy part at that the end of my mind at the end of the show they show you the police that were dirty which you know because you were with them you yeah. know throughout the show you're with the politicians too but then you're like okay that's what happened to them good i'm glad that guy's in prison blah 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 then you start seeing oh and this is what happened to the mayor and this is what happened yep. to the mayor's chief so like like it just keeps going 
like, oh yeah. no, they're all. This is yeah. what happened to the police, like chief. Like, no, no. It's like, it yeah, just I mean, these politicians are the senator, going, the local, need, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I love it. They're all like, look, we need to keep crime down, but yeah. we can't have cops doing this and this and this. And they're looking at them like. It, I, I don't even know what you're asking me to do. We're not asking you to do anything. This is all about optics. This is all about optics. Yeah. And then, like I said, we find out these people are as dirty as dirty could be. Yeah. Um, the, at the end the of the mayor, so like, who uh, so so perfectly played, uh, she keeps talking yes. about her babies taking money from her baby. You can't be taking money yeah. from my babies now. My babies. It's just yeah. it's her. It's all about her image. And it turns out in the end that she's been what she was doing stealing money from some. <laughs> She was stealing money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't have money to help the police because I'm not taking money away from the, the programs that benefit kids. Yeah. But in truth, I'm taking money to put in my pocket. And so. she didn't want to she didn't want to help the uh the civil rights lawyer. She she couldn't yeah. give her any money to help the people that were getting their lives ruined yeah, by I the mean, police. It was, yeah. It was just absolutely A C A B baby. I do, just, I do like that. So A C A B. All right. Um, go vote. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, speaking of shows and what's true or what's not, I finished the offer. Oh, I still haven't finished it. I've been, I've, I've, do, oh, I'm doing. Okay, then forget it. I'm forget doing it. that thing. I don't wanna... Did you like it? Just tell me if you liked it or not. No, I don't even tell I me that. I did like it. I, I thought it was fun. It was a nice resolution. Hey, well, how'd you, you like know, it at like the end? Was... How'd you like it at the end? I heard. I've, I've been spoiled at the end. I heard at the end that yeah. uh, remember. That part when uh, when Ruddy walks up to uh, Robert Evans, and they, and they shake hands and they say, "Well, that was one hell of an offer." Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, um, I don't want to say anything because they say, "Hey, you remember when I made the offer?" <laughs> That's and I couldn't is. refuse. Um, uh, Jesus, no. Um, I, I don't want to well, say right. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for you. But um, a couple things happened, and I couldn't help it. I just sat there and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Uh -oh. So I went to the Google's, uh -oh. and I saw a picture of Shark um, giving the finger to um, <laughs> to the show. That was the meme posted there because. They really heavy-handedly changed some shit. Oh, boy. That really is big. Like, oh, I mean, no. like, I was sitting there like, oh, did that happen? And I looked it up, I'm like, oh, that did if we had a so, If we had a successful show, it would, be, we, it would be perfect if we just had, that was the meme of Shark giving the finger, and then the split screen is whatever the movie is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah, and or a shark giving the finger and underneath it saying, I don't like things that are made up. <laughs> yeah. Get cop on the horn. I'm sure you can put my head on somebody's body doing those things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, I won't say anything then because you haven't seen it. But, no. Um, uh, oh, boy. I'm, I'm, yeah, it, um, I'm it was now. It was frustrating to say the very Well, least. if they didn't end it the and way. Then, oh, go ahead. Well, they, and, and I don't know if you watched this part of it, Eastwood. Afterwards, they do a thing where the director and some of the people talk about the episode. Oh, no, it comes I don't on, like, so. right after it. And they're only about five minutes, so I've watched them. And you really need to watch this one because they do this incredible oh, oh, wait. Yes, dance I have. around the fact that they lied about everything oh, in this no. last episode that's major. You know, it's like, well, you know, we needed this kind of resolution. And I think 
metaphorically, it comes to, it's like, so you fucking lied. Okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, again, you don't have to do this. The story's cool enough as is. But I'll, I'll get off my soapbox since you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, oh boy. I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it just because I want to see now. But I know what yeah, you guys... Yeah, and it was, there was a rumor it was 90 minutes. It's not. It's 48. Oh. It's just like every other episode. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, yeah. I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> they have that, they work better there. Uh, well, if they no, didn't end it at the end, if they didn't end it the way I just ended it uh, with the whole uh, boy, that was one hell of an offer. <laughs> and I couldn't refuse. No, but I will tell you this: I'm, Shark, not, I'm, I'm not bringing watching. you in. I'm bringing you in, Shark. <laughs> this the episode ends with this actor who's getting pulled into a new movie that he's kind of against because it takes place in a prison. Uh-oh. But Ruddy talks him into it. Is it? And uh, this guy is, is it Cr- Burt Reynolds. Oh, it's Burt Reynolds. I was gonna so say I'm, not, I'm serious. Burt Reynolds in is one of the last things you see in the episode. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna hope it was yeah. cruising. I was hoping it was Al Pacino making cruising. Was what I was hoping. No, 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 no. They bring in they bring in um, <laughs> Burt Reynolds, which I looked up. And this was this part's true. Burt Reynolds and him did have this, this uh, decision well, in this movie. Well, speaking and all of gaping buttholes, <laughs> let's get to it. <laughs> what? There's a transition. I said you heard what I said. Uh, the boys, they went there, um, uh, buttholes and boobs. It was all on display. <laughs> Do uh, you think they oversold it? They oversold it. I think it. they did they on totally, purpose. I think they totally oversold it, yeah. Okay, because it was not near as... No, it wasn't at all. ...wild as I thought it was going to no, be. No, not at all. I think there was... I mean, the, look, the exploding dude was more disturbing than any of this oh yeah i didn't in fact i was like what's the big moment because you kept seeing things like crew members vomited on set from because <laughs> it was such a disturbing now i'm not yeah. saying it wasn't like there was things on there that i'm like is how is this on on i don't know how is this not pornography <laughs> to an extent you know like there was things you in there that you you don't see in other television shows, that's for sure. And I think when you're, I mean, uh, listen, I made a movie there where there's some uh, there's some uh, DIC grabbing going on, but uh, <laughs> but um, um, uh, it's very very rare that you're watching a show and there's just a full on uh, shot of a of a open butt. <laughs> So that uh, yeah, I don't remember the last time I was watching a TV show yeah. where they showed a literal yeah. orgy. Yeah, it, repeatedly, not just like a you know it, they flashed by it or the camera was kind of panning and you see a bunch of naked people you know maybe doing something. Yeah, no, it, it was like no, here's what's happening. Let's let's walk you through this. Yeah. So it was like uh, uh, you know compared to any other show, like you can't compare the boys to the boys because it's it's always a lot. It's always almost a ten. Um, uh, but compared to most things you're going to watch on television, it was pretty wild. Um, but more wild for me was, um, you know, the story that happened within Hero Gasm, I think, uh, just because of the well, that- uh, reversal of fortunes and, you know, what's happening with Starlight and, oh, the Homelander thing. Spoilers. I hope you've watched, if you're not caught up with the boys, uh, and boy, it was just well, uh, well done. It was Games of Thrones-ish, where you thought for a moment 
you really thought what you've wanted to have happen for all this time was actually going right. to happen. <laughs> you thought right. maybe, and the writer in me is going, maybe. the writer in me is going, they're not going to do that. That would ruin the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. So even yeah, though, but right. the viewer in me is going, please, please let it happen. Yeah, they did please a great job let it of happen. making you want it and hope for it and know you can't have it. Yeah, yes. yeah, and, and it went away, and then you, yeah, that, uh, but it was. Uh, well, and I think, I think that's what the tease was all about. I mean, I don't think that that the big payoff was hero gas with the nudity. I think it was yeah, that right there. Sure. You know, uh, well, uh, the thing with uh, Mother's Milk, that was pretty great when he when he goes into the room yeah. and it comes out. That you don't see that in any other show either. No, 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 no. no. And we get to see that fucking that. It's I, you know, we need a show with Tommy Lee from the Dirt's Dick and that dude's <laughs> dick from the Boys. <laughs> I thought I thought Tommy Lee did that role for um, the Boys. <laughs> no, Tommy Lee is a dick, but also so, his dick. So wait a minute, were you are Shark, are you guys trying are you guys trying to say Uh-oh. that the hero gasm was us getting to see this fight that we have no, wanted no. all along and it not go anywhere? Like that was the No, nothing was the nothing that deep. Nothing oh, okay. that deep. No, I think they just I think they just like classic, but they knew exactly what they were doing and I think they had a big laugh doing it. Yeah. We're gonna bait you with the sex, and but right. we're actually selling you this thing over here. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. By the way, I want to say this. Um, TNT twins, as, as pretty you guys awesome. Know, by the way, go ahead. Yes, um, I am a huge, huge fan of the Watchmen. Like the yes. the novel is as am incredible. I. I think Alan Moore is um, one of the greatest and, authors uh, that has uh, ever walked. And the you earth. know what? I even enjoyed the Zack Snyder movie. I think he came as close mm-hmm. to yes. doing something that can't be done as yeah. possible. He tried. He and tried the HBO spinoff was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Agreed. reason I'm bringing all this all up agree. is the dude who is playing the Captain America character feels like he was created in the Alan Moore universe. And I couldn't love him more. Yeah, you're right. He does. Um, he does seem I like mean, he's a member he of the Watchmen. Feels like, he feels like Alan Moore created him <laughs> and put him in this show. Yes. And every time, when I first saw him being cast, he's been, and I'm not, I, I don't want to talk shit about shows because I watch shows. He's supernatural. He's, be. yeah. He's in super- Yes, that's all I've ever known him mm-hmm. in. So he's always been a meme for a pretty boy or a meme that women want to love him or, sure. you know, or men love him, whatever it is. But he is fantastic in this show. He really is good. Yeah, he is. He is so good. I mean, I sit there every time he comes on. And I'm like, oh, he is like a, a he's no, like a mix of uh, the comedian and uh, uh, who else? He's he's Captain America, but he's got the yes. attitude of the comedian. Yes, uh, uh, yes. He, Except, I think he buys into the patriotic bullshit, like. The comedian yeah. didn't. No. It was hypocrisy. He yes, knew it was he knew hypocrisy. it was. Everything was a and joke. And it was a yeah. sick joke, yeah. the comedian. Mm-hmm. This dude is the comedian's disturbing need for violence and all this stuff, but he still believes America. I think, yeah, you're he right. He still believes he's yeah. doing... He still um, believes and, and he's doing a, right. I am the symbol of America, he's, so I can do whatever uh, the fuck I want. He's like peacemaker. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah. He is uh, a fully formed, as Alan Moore would tell you, you, you have to have a fully formed... Okay. Four-dimensional character. You don't. You, he seems fully formed. Eastwood, this makes me feel so Bam. good. You agree with me on this? Yeah. It because you, you're an Alan Moore fan like me. I, mm-hmm. you know, I was hoping that I was truly paying homage I, to how great the character is and how great Alan Moore is. Hey, so. I want to bring up right now that we're talking about him. I, uh, I watch a lot of uh, 
Uh, I, watch, I watch a lot of nerdy uh, interviews uh, with Alan Moore. <laughs> he, he, whenever he does interviews, he does a lot of them with other authors. And they're on YouTube. You can find hundreds of them. Um, and he, his interviews are uh, fascinating. Uh, he's always talking about fascinating subjects. And he, they're always about writing because people want to know um, his, his insight to writing. And, uh, um, but one thing he talks about a lot, and this is something we talk about on the show a lot, but uh, this is a different uh, side of the coin maybe, different way of looking at the uh, well, same thing we say, uh, which is about original ideas. And, and Alan Moore says he's so disappointed with, um, he has this theory about America has no history, so it's sci-fi is all future of what it is to become. And he's like, it's mostly all gloom and doom, which says a lot about Americans' <laughs> mindset. Um, you know, the future is never happy, happy when a, in, a, in a futuristic uh, story that an American writes. Um, whereas Europeans have so much history, their sci-fi tends to take place in the past. And what he means by that is King Arthur, King Arthur and all of that is, you know, it might as well be sci-fi. There's dragons and there's this, that, and the other. And he's like, we go, to, we go to the future sometimes, but it's almost always based in these mythological ideas that we already have uh, from Europe, where America is projecting their future um, and trying to make up ideas of what they don't have. Right. Uh, um, but anyway, he is, I was telling my talking to my son about this this morning because we were watching this movie and I was telling all the reasons it was horrible. Dad, it's Abed with Shirley's kids talking about the prequels. Yeah, These are Dad, horrible movies. it's Goonies. And Let I, me tell you what's wrong with the Goonies. <laughs> well, it was, I was just telling him uh, why um, they spent so much money that they didn't need to spend because they had to put a tack on a day du monde and I was like, the movie ended 10 minutes ago. But, write, but, but writers have to follow a formula. They think they have to follow a formula, and they literally have it on their wall in front of their little writing desk, and they had to say, well, we have to have this beat, and when you're like, so if you write a scary movie, you gotta have a scare every two pages, and you gotta have this and that, and blah, blah, blah. You gotta have your denouement, you gotta have your apex, you, see, you break it down into seven arcs. Like, it, it's all a bunch of just recycled crap, basically. And Alan Moore says he's repeatedly disappointed by um, imagination. He says, the imagination has yet to be um, even tapped to what it could produce, but people are too scared to produce it because they're afraid people won't like it. So the idea of what you're writing is too important than what you are writing, where you should just scrap that, don't worry about who's reading what it means to anyone, and let your imagination go that the human brain that could tell a story could tell what would be now perceived as impossible stories to tell if we could just break the shell of structure um, and what I can't say it as eloquently <laughs> as Alan Moore says it and he says it like this <laughs> could um, Sir Richard whatever <laughs> Barrel, whatever say it for us no, um, I need to call him up I don't know I've heard it for a while what was his name Thomas no, I, mean, I can't remember he got fired no I think so what, th what are, you, what are your thoughts uh, thoughts on that he's basically saying like 
if you could just, if you throw away, if you just write, and he's a big proponent of, which I try to be, uh, of the writing develops the story. You don't develop the story and then write in within the, within the story. You develop right. the story by writing the characters. Um, and they will flush out the story for you. Um, you don't, <coughs> and that's that, you know, no, I, he's very precious about I that. Well, um, I mean, you know that I, I mean, I literally teach composition, you know I mean? Like mm -hmm. that's part of my profession. Mm -hmm. Um, and like what shit's made of? Yes. <laughs> Atoms and, and molecules. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things is like, you know, students will say to me like, oh, I've got writer's block. And I always just look at them and say, just write. Well, no, 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 I've got writer's block. So sometimes I will walk over to their computer and write the first sentence down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just write <laughs> yeah. a sentence and yeah, be yeah. like, go mm -hmm. and make them start going. And once they just start writing, yes, it starts creating itself. Now we have to revise and oh, yeah, you know, sure. edit and all that. And you'll make connections. Stuff. You go back um, and say, oh, wait a minute. Absolutely. This is person, this and that. But, yeah. you know, I know this is so cheesy, but I say this at the beginning of every composition class. We have to remember, in its most basic sense, writing is a means of discovering um, knowledge. Mm -hmm. It is a means to find something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it is the step to get us there. Yeah. And we have to somehow remember this. Like, anytime I've tried to write something creative, and typically it's just poetry, um, if I sit down with too many ideas, even if it's just two or three, yeah. I destroy the whole piece. I really have to have a vague, vague idea and then let the writing just take me where it takes me. I, sure. I have to. It's the only honest yeah, way I, to uh, write. I was talking to someone not long ago about, they were saying, oh, they, they'd always had a dream of writing a movie. And I said, well, j you know, write one. I've written a bunch of them. I've got to make, I've finally made one. And, uh, and they were like, oh, I wouldn't know. I, I don't know how to do all those things. And I was like, well, you don't have to just whatever that one scene you have in your mind, just write that one scene, just write it out. Yeah. And um, I was like, after you write it and you reread it, you might make a connection to something else that you could write that might tie into that. And I was like, sure. and then, you know, I was like, don't worry about if it makes sense uh, structurally, you can always just move things around. Eventually you can make a, something that works. But yeah, you're right about the, uh, cause uh, right now I'm having that trouble because I have to kind of think uh, what's the word? Uh, I have to. I have to have two brains when I'm writing. Sometimes, which is, what is my overall story here? Because I've already kind of written enough that I know where it's going. Right. How do I tie all these different elements together? And does it apply to the scene I'm working on? <laughs> I'm, uh, how no, how absolutely. does it apply to the spe specific scene I'm writing? And that can bog me down sometimes when I'm trying to tie all those things well, together. As and I then I have to say to myself, whoa, 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 just write this scene between these two characters. Don't worry about anything else right now. Yeah, you know, I was thinking. Um, I remember. I think this is just the creative process in general. I remember reading. I believe it was Mike McCready was talking about like on his iPhone. He has where he sometimes say he's noodling on the guitar, mm -hmm. and he will just turn it on and record bits. It may mm -hmm. be 20 seconds, it may be three minutes, but he records things and he sets it aside. And out of those things, sometimes he's like, I find a riff, I find something. Yeah. And then he's like, and then the next thing I know, two days later, I've got a rough draft of a song to take to the band. So I don't care if it's writing or writing notes or whatever it is, 
You know, there has to be mm-hmm. this freedom to explore. Yeah. And see where things well, take you. I, I really do like doing, uh, I talk about meditative writing. I do that. I like to do that sometimes before I delve into a scene or sometimes before I, I would, or it will sometimes help me get the overall arc of something perhaps. Um, or I might make a connection that I didn't make before. That, the, so this time when I'm writing, I can weave that into it. Um, but it really is just a, uh, if anybody meditates, um, uh, it's essentially the same thing as a transcendental, transcendental med- meditation. But you actually, right. instead of, once you get into it, um, you start to see your story unfold. You know, you don't really try to think about it. You just put the elements that you've already written into it, and then you kind of just watch the characters behave um, and unfold before you. And very often, they will kind of dictate their own um, their own arc and where they're going. And uh, it's just an interesting thing to do and kind of really get in the headspace of someone or a story before you get back into actually putting words on a page. Uh, it can be helpful. Might not be for everyone because sometimes, you know, I know, for instance, that tomorrow's my writing day. So I know as soon as um, it's empty here, I'm going to get out my tablet. I'm going to start typing. (laughs) And I will be sitting here typing pretty much all day. Um, But I know what I'm going to do because when I haven't had a chance to actually sit down and write, I can still get in that headspace here and there to work out problems and uh, do that sort of thing. So I, I hope people are somewhat interested in this. I think we should probably move on, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, real quick, I want to throw out a show that I think everybody needs to get off their butts and start watching. Okay. I'm serious about this. Oh, and it, what you can do what's is happening? wait a couple weeks. Oh. Okay, wait a couple weeks. And then AMC Plus is doing a thing where you can get a free week. Oh, okay. And you could watch the you entire can watch show. the whole thing. Now, there's, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's two shows that I've watched on there. One I watched in its entirety that came out earlier. I'll talk about that maybe in a later episode. But this is one I want people not to be sleeping on. It's called Dark Winds. Oh, Dark Winds, okay. Dark Winds, okay. It takes place in 1971 on a Navajo um, reservation. Oh, okay. And it is cops trying to solve a crime. And there are there may or may not be supernatural elements involved. Uh-oh. People can't decide. Um, is it is it just people's cultural beliefs manifesting itself and like they're seeing a reality but putting their cultural beliefs on it, okay. or is there really stuff going on? Okay. And um, it, I'm not kidding. It is incredible. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not saying is the be all end all. <laughs> right now, it's been out for. Four episodes, and I think mm-hmm. there's only six in this first season. They're giving it a hundred percent. Well, um, it's yeah, it is incredibly good. You are okay. sucked into this story. The acting is great. Every character's great. Um, I, 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 I've been sick here <laughs> for a little while, mm-hmm. so I've been binging stuff because I have nothing to do. And my father told me that he had started watching this. And um, I just turned it on one day, and I watched all four episodes. I couldn't get up. I was just like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> fantastic. And it's got elements of the Vietnam vets coming home pissed off, um, very angry about how they're treated. It's got built into the story, you know, like women on the reservations who gave birth 
were sterilized right after and didn't know. Like they oh. gave birth. Oh boy. The doctors went and sterilized them. This is true. Mm-hmm. We know this now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, I didn't know about this, but I've been looking up into it. The Buffalo Society shark, Buffalo Society. I've heard this. Yeah, not just off the top of my head, no. Okay, not in this uh, context. They, yeah. they were, as far as I can tell, they were a militant group that wanted to reclaim everything Native American. Like, get get everyone off the reservation that's not Native American. Don't take our resources. Don't take mm-hmm. anything. We should own everything. And, and from what I can tell, they were prepared to be militant. And so mm. all this stuff is swirling after a... Um, a robbery takes place. A bank robbery sets everything in motion, and it gets way complicated from there. Mineral mineral rights, all this kind of stuff. I am telling everybody, watch this show. Wait uh, two or three more weeks, and then jump on AMC+, Plus. get it free for a week, and you can stream the whole show. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm in. Sounds good to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm telling you. I think you guys would both love it. I am convinced you would both love it. Well, I am down for that. I say we're about a little over halfway through. I say we get to some movie philosophy uh, segment. I'm going to have July record a little thing, so we should give a little pause. Wait a minute, movie philosophy? I didn't prepare one. Oh, I thought you had a. Oh, I thought you had one. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. I thought Shark was doing two Shark stand. Oh well. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Before we get to that, though, I wanted to say. We have, uh, yes, today's uh, 20 and 21 is brought to you in part by Hot Dogs. That's right. It's that time of year again, everybody. Hot Dogs. The most sexually suggestive what? food since the pickle or the kumquat. <laughs> Hot Dogs. There's not much to say, really. Nobody knows what's in them. They're really gross, uh, especially when you find one of those little weird round things in them. Uh, but people no. seem to love them. Uh, hot dogs. Uh, Not only is it a fun expression for when you're excited, they're also full of nitrates and corn syrup. Grab one anywhere. <laughs> Real food is also found. Oh, hey, there's a mad dog running through the house. Grab one. Hey, wait a minute. Only America minute. could get it so wrong and still so hey, right. Eastwood, back that back up. To the show. Back what's that? Up what's a that? This is our back that up a second. Back that there's ass corn up. Corn syrup and back that ass. Up. There's corn syrup and hot dogs. Uh, that's what this. That's what the copy says here. I'm. Not, I don't. Okay. I. I'm not saying it you're says, wrong. It's uh, just like wow. We we're putting corn in anything. It, well, we, we got to keep those farmers uh, supplemented. Most of them are Republicans, but yet they live off of government <laughs> subsidies. Very ironic. Uh, you know, it says here, hot dog. Not only is it a fun expression for when you're excited, but they're also full of nitrates and corn syrup. Uh, if you don't ever want to watch hot dogs uh, again, do one of yourself a favor. Watch one of those videos where they uh, cut one up and put it under a microscope. <laughs> nope, you're right. It is used to add texture and sweetness to hot dogs. Well, I once again, not me. This is the copy. <laughs> well, not to mention it's it's made to put in there to make hot dogs addictive. It's sugar. Ah, yes. Ah. Ah. Haven't had one. In a long, a long a time. Um, Would you say it's been a while oh, since no. you had one? <laughs> you know, if we were to do this, you need to switch to one week, Robbie. I'd rather get sued by the bare naked ladies. <laughs> it's been one yeah, week since you looked at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think those guys, those they don't seem, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think they're, I don't think they're come after us, bare naked ladies. They're I Canadians. I don't see how I'm being, I'm, I'm paying homage 
to That's these right. brilliant artists who made all this great music. I don't understand why I could be in what, trouble. Why you should have to pay this. them whenever you use their work. I'm only using like five words and I'm giving credit. I'm Rob, citing. Robbie's like, uh, Robbie's like any white man over 70. He thinks all things should, That's be, right. should be free on a fire stick. <laughs> Get off my lawn. I shouldn't have to get pay. I shouldn't have to pay lawn. for movies or television shows. I should just be able to get. We'd rather have the money. Sign musicians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Don't offer me a drink. Uh, tip, tips, please. Uh, I don't need that drink. <laughs> it makes me think of in Ocean's Thirteen when Don Cheadle's playing the biker. Do you know what Chuck Berry used to say before <laughs> he tapped out one, yeah, two, sorry. three, four every night? What's that? Pay me my money. <laughs> I often think about that. In cash. Cheetle <laughs> <laughs> doing his best great. Chuck Berry. <laughs> yep. Oh, Cheetle. I still love that story about Chuck Berry showed up somewhere and they were like, supposed to have a certain type of backline amp for him and they're like, well, we couldn't get, you know, a 66, but we got you a 65 or whatever. Mm. And he's like, well, that's that's pretty awful, boys. But it turns out I've got one in the trunk right here that I'll rent to you for the show for $1,000. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is outstanding. I, why didn't I think of that? You know what I mean? And Just tell these bars. It's like, have this amp true. for me. And, you know, and when they don't show up with it, it's like, well, good news, guys. I got one right here that I can use. And You know uh, that's 100% true. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Man, oh, oh man. Oh, hey, can we real quick just bring up the fact that as the Motley Crue tour continues, <laughs> man. more videos are surfacing of Vince Neil tragically still performing Tragically, Motley Crue, well, now that's, don't go it's away. It's become like a, a TikTok trend because all of a sudden this morning, you know, I see Guns N' Roses from Norway, you know, bad vocal performance. So bad... 80s hair bands, bad vocal performance is, I think, getting to be like a, a nice enough search term that people are starting to. Well, it's just because it, you know? it's yeah. just because Rob <laughs> sends us three of them every day. That yeah, it's gonna they're starting to pop up on our TikTok now. It's bad vocals. Dude, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And what I love is some of the ones I send you guys. If you if you would like go like I'm not saying you should, but if you go to the comments, there's people who's like, I was there. It was so awesome, and I'm like. What? Oh, you know. Yeah, this was awesome. Oh, no. Vince Neil only like off pitch mumbles every three words, and that's awesome. Yeah, Vince. <laughs> Vince, don't go away sad. Vince, just go away. <laughs> just just go away. Yeah, and even that one got me because it starts off so so easy for him, and you're like, okay, okay, he's not doing terrible. Uh, they should uh... And then the second the song kicks in mm. and he has to actually sing, it just goes to goes hell back. They should hire that guy they had in the uh, late nineties for a moment. They should hire him mm. back. <laughs> By the that, way, <clears throat> who's that the, band uh, that uh, they they tried to to be like the the Nelson twins? You know, the remember Nelson? You mm -hmm, know, sure. And Freaky then there was the one, I yeah. Live but there was, was like Steelheart. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and their whole their real. whole thing was they yeah this false city. I, I wonder where those and, boys oh. are at. <laughs> <laughs> coming to a state fair near you. Coming to assess her homecoming. I wonder, hey, wonder how I those vocals are holding up. I did want to say one last thing about the Motley Crue thing. While everyone is shredding Vince, everybody mm -hmm. is calling Mick the goat. 
They're talking about how oh, Mick yeah. is out there crippled and, and just is killing it. killing it night after night after <laughs> night, just destroying it. While they he's probably got him in a harness, almost. so he looks like he's standing up, and it's like, all you got to do is move your hands, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, we will hold the guitar. We will hold you up. We will do everything. Just move your hands. You know, here's an interesting question, though. So I wonder, you know, we I wonder if our expectations are too high for these guys. Our, what's the comparison no. between someone who is, say, like, a singer on Broadway or an opera singer, uh, you know, somebody who's a professional singer, but in a different context. Is there some dude who was like in his prime in 1983? Yeah, uh, I'll, tell I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly. I don't it know. It's the, uh, uh, the, the third Enrico tenor. Palazzo? The third tenor. Palazzo! <laughs> <laughs> and the bombs the, uh, are there! <laughs> the uh, third tenor. No, I'm sorry. Him. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I didn't. And he that is, was not a, not a long setup for an Enrico like, Palazzo joke. What was what was his name? The third tenor. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, just oh, that's who you said. It was the third tenor. But yeah. that guy's doing it. So yeah, he okay. was. You know, think how long ago he was a hot thing. Early '90s, at least. Um, yeah. And yeah, we just saw him at the uh, uh, at the Queen's uh, Jubilee. And he right on crushed it. He killed everybody, every performer, every performer there. By the way, side note, I got to bring up something else about that performance. But yeah, he killed it. Like all, there was a bunch of good bands there, and we were like, "Wow, no, nobody else matters except that guy." <laughs> like he right just, on. he just, he made, yeah, made it. Uh, I was gonna say Rod Stewart performed there. So you, you guys know Rod Stewart. You know his catalog fairly well. You didn't know Young Turk. Yeah, didn't, okay. he did Sweet Caroline. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna ask, I was, was gonna ask you what song you thought he did. He did Sweet Caroline. What the, what the yeah, hell it was, going it was on? at the request of the. It was because it was Diana's favorite song, or as the Queen requested uh, it. There was a reason he did it. Okay. Yeah, I, there was a big controversy and everything, and it was like. Wait a minute, man! I'm doing what the Queen wanted me to do. We uh, were watching. You, know, we you were, don't think you get to be Sir, or whatever? You know, he by came doing out what, and we were like, "Hey, we were like, hey, there's Rod." He, everybody else that played like one of their famous songs, Rod comes out. We're like, "Hey, there's Rod. This this ought to be fun." And then you hear Bam! I'm like, "What, <laughs> uh, uh, Sir Rod? The Queen, the Queen has requested that you play Hot Legs." <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm sexy? Like something. But, yeah, Young Turks. I mean, come on. Give me. But yeah. I think he should have played. Would it have been great if he came out and played The Killing of Georgie? <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say Anarchy in the UK or something. Um, yeah, right. uh, God save the queen. Yeah. God save the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Running around in his tight pants. He's 79 years old. I still personally think it was uh, a, an atrocity that. Spinal Tap, given the fact that Tap 2 is coming out this fall, was not invited to play the Queen's Jubilee. I agree. That's true. I agree. That is true. Hey, speaking of stuff like that, uh, our other sponsor today is, uh, hey, cool, PBS. Remember PBS? They don't have Sesame Street yeah. anymore, but uh, tune in every... Uh, Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. But be sure to... Uh, to see public domain, baby. Public it's domain. Zoom! Be sure to tune in uh, in the evenings for an Isley Brothers concert from 1997. Uh, but wait, it gets better. They interrupt the concert every 15 minutes That's, to try to sell you yeah. a DVD of the concert you're currently <laughs> watching for free. If that doesn't do it for you... How about uh, really I've never boring? I've those DVDs, but I wonder if the telethon's actually part of the DVD performance you, as well. Do you know, Shark, you will appreciate this for so many reasons, and Joe, you'll just get a kick out of it. 
I can remember every year that they were in their pledge drive thing, and I would show up at my uh, Grandpa Kaufman's house, <laughs> and he would have PBS on. Now, him and Grandma liked watching Lawrence Welk reruns. Oh, no. But he would have it on, and he would look at me, and he'd go, I really enjoy watching this stuff, knowing I'm not going to send them a damn penny. <laughs> 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 he took pleasure in it every year. Oh, like wow. he was getting something off on him. Like this is you know. This let is me ask you this, guys: Is on. the PBS telethon like in the direct lineage of the internet pop-up ad? <laughs> no. I mean, is that, is that like you know? Is that so. not the same thing? I don't think so. So I'm sitting here enjoying my thing. I'm I'm happy. I'm fine. And then bam! All of a sudden, you need. Yeah, it's more oh, like hey, a, guys, it's more like commercials on uh, YouTube. I would, I would yeah. put it to that. You're, you're watching your thing. You're like, oh, well, I didn't know that there was a uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash concert on tonight. Cool. And then right in the middle of Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, it cuts to, oh, my gosh, what a beautiful, beautiful memory. Uh, and you can own it tonight. <laughs> for $5,000 for this DVD. <laughs> and if you spend $10,000... We'll throw in this old tote bag from 12 years ago that we couldn't get rid of. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Oh, but yes, uh, PBS. Uh, if that says here, if that doesn't do it for you, how about really British, boring British mysteries with actors that make you say, "That guy looks like another actor I know from something." It's the perfect cure for insomnia. Good thing nothing is stopping the production of Austin City Limits. Uh oh, PBS. Watch it while you can. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a weird one. Another, another strange sponsor. Uh, hey, we, we don't have that much time. We need to do a stand-up for Shark. Uh, Shark, if you're oh, ready, yeah. you let me know when you're gotcha. ready, and we'll get yeah. right into it. I've, got, uh, I've even got one that's shorter here, so I'll go with it. Okay, yeah, let's do that. And, uh, All right. Yeah, um, ready when you are, July, take it away. Hey, everybody. Are you ready to laugh? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the shark. Hey, thank you, folks. Happy to be here, even at this salary. <laughs> so I was getting on a plane. I told the ticket lady, send one of my bags to New York, <clears throat> send one to Los Angeles, and send one to Miami. She said, we can't do that. I told her, you did last week. <laughs> <laughs> You see, because Doc- airplanes suck. <laughs> the doctor gave a man six months to live. The man couldn't pay his bills, so he gave him another six months. Oh. My doctor grabbed me by the wallet and said, cough. <laughs> think- doctor called Miss Cohen saying, Miss Cohen, your check came back. Miss Cohen answered, so did my arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> doctor says, you'll need to be 60. I am 60. See, what did I tell you? <laughs> I like that Nice. <laughs> Patient says, doctor, it hurts when I do this. And don't do that. And don't do that. <laughs> I think I know who this is. I've actually had a doctor say that. <laughs> man goes to a psychiatrist. Doctor says, you're crazy. The man says, I want a second opinion. Okay, you're ugly too. <laughs> a drunk was in front of a judge. The judge says, you've been brought here for drinking. The drunk says, okay, let's get started. <laughs> I like that. Hollywood called me asking how much to do a movie with Farrah Fawcett. 
$50,000. They called back. How about 20000 I said, okay, I'll pay it. Thank you, folks. That's my time. <laughs> oh, man. Farrah Fawcett. Okay, now that dates it. Yeah, I had an idea. A little but bit. Then the Farrah Fawcett, a little bit. Farrah but... Fawcett threw me off then. I was thinking way before Well, don't that. don't let it throw you off. I go thought, go with your was, idea. Uh, I had I had to put the original in here. Henny Youngman was what I uh, who's what <laughs> You I got it. Yeah, oh, that's it. You got oh, it. it was. Okay. <laughs> I thought about that, but then I thought... Um, I, I didn't know that. Well, Seemed they like say so, he's um, the king of the one-liners. Early. You know, like he is. That's great. That's great. I, 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 I was looking through them all, and I, it dawned on me. It's like you know what? We've got to have him on the wall of stand-up for shark. <laughs> yeah, you can't sure. like say you're doing a stand-up thing if you haven't done. Yeah, any young king so, of the, there he is. Hey, king of the one. Not the. What, what year did he die? Do we know? And the only reason I'm asking is like remember they had. They have yeah, a guy. Old. I don't know if it's him or someone playing him in Goodfellas. Yes, yes, that's doing the whole yeah. thing. So I yeah. wonder if it was really him or if it was. I someone think it's him, him for some reason. I okay. do. I, yeah, that feels right. I'm not. I'm not positive about that. Uh, Gilbert tells a story. Told the story about uh, about seeing him on the street. I can't remember exactly what he said, um, but Gilbert l- loved it because he said he was completely by himself and a pigeon land landed next to him and he said and he started talking to the pigeon and like doing a bit with the pigeon <laughs> um, and, and he said it just delighted him because he he like he didn't realize i was watching him and he didn't realize anybody on the street was watching him he was literally just doing it to entertain himself <laughs> like hey what are you looking at like <laughs> doing this stuff do you ever watch always be on yeah do yeah. you ever watch him on uh on the 70s like the dean martin and the friars club oh, the yeah. 70s roasts mm-hmm. he's seen some of them anyway what, he, he, he'll do all these like he'll transition to somebody you know and speaking of rich little and then he'll just start telling one-liners, and none of them have anything to do with Rich Little. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I and Don Rickles is he here does. tonight, and boy, you know, take my wife, please. It's you know, yes. he's, and, yes. so he's he do, he does his act. This is my act. This is my bit. I'm gonna do it. You know, and even by the '70s, you can tell it's like it's almost like the same reaction that Norm Macdonald's getting. Mm-hmm. You know, in uh, when he's doing it, you know, it's like. God, man, that you've been doing this since what the twenties, the thirties, you know, and it's still funny. We don't want to laugh, you know. Yeah. We can't help it. It's, yeah, oh, it's man. like a, it's almost like a Family Guy bit, you know, that it goes on forever. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. It stops being funny, but it comes back around again. Yeah, it it's like funny it, again. it's like I don't want that to be funny. I don't. I, I want my sense of humor to be more developed and educated than that. But sure. at the end of the day, but, it's, yeah. I'm gonna laugh when you it's fart. Still funny. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like you get uh, hit in the I nuts don't... with a baseball, or you fart. I'm laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I did, I wouldn't think I would like the impractical jokers. Turns out they're hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Oh, absolutely. You can't, you can't deny absolutely. how funny they are. Like it's no, no, no. no. Seemed like an unnecessary knock on the jokers. I have, sorry, guys. Hey, uh, <laughs> we have some uh, reviews. Um, if you want to write into us. On our Facebook page, uh, if somebody checks it sometime, I hope. I don't. Um, <laughs> I do. I do. I check it. Uh, we, uh, you can write yeah, to it us. It was hot off the teletype today. Okay. I was going to say, both of you guys have a couple reviews. I don't, it doesn't really matter who goes first, I guess. Uh, um, um, whoever. Shark, you want to break and I'll go? There you go. Yeah, that's more than fine. All, All right. right. About five Are minutes left or so. Yeah, go for it. Here's to running a marathon high on ding-dongs. Oh, boy. Am I right, boy? Right <laughs> off the bat. Hot. All right. Here's to, here's to living on Popeye's chicken 
and living for greasy ass licking. <laughs> Am I right, boys? <laughs> Here's to hoping you fellows will invest in my new business venture. Uh oh, boy. Asses across America. <laughs> Remember that deal back in the 80s? Hands across America? I do, I do. This yeah. is a lot like that. But instead of hands, oh boy. It, this time it's going to be asses. Didn't <laughs> see that coming, did you? <laughs> yeah. Not I've a bit. got the merch and the songs and the talent lined up. Eastwood and Shark, wink, wink. Now all we need... Wait a is minute. the asses. <laughs> Wait a minute. So he's including yeah. me and Shark on this deal? Yeah, you're in the lineup. I gotta say, I played a show the other night. I was sore for three days. <laughs> I don't know if I can do so this. So now that he's got you two lined up, he says, "Now all I need is the asses." Seriously, boys. I yeah, think no this help is the there. Only way to bring America back together, for real. Do you want to invest or what? This, then we find out just how long it will take for old Jackie to lick asses all the way across America. <laughs> That's what this is all about. I didn't about. know where it was going. This is, wasn't I about was bringing to America together going. at all. No. This was all elaborate no, I thought he just wanted, like, I thought he just wanted, like, asses together, but now I see. It is a, it is a nice is image. Really it is a really nice image Centipede. if you think about it. Yeah. To... <laughs> um, so he says, here's to using the flag to wipe my ass and my bag. Am I right, boys? <laughs> Old glory never looks so authentic. <laughs> If I would have added blood to the sweat, shit, and piss, it would have been even better. But I sold the last of my blood to the blood bank so I could pay the plaster caster. Should have called Ted Nugent. So here's to the plaster caster for leaving my ass looking like a natural disaster. Am I right, boys? No! You know I am like a plaster caster on a lady's clam. Twelve <laughs> stars. Jackie, am I right, Johnson? Wow. I, you know, in, in my fevered state, I don't even think I can keep up with all the things going on in so Jackie's uh, treatise this week. So much going on. <laughs> oh, man. Shark, we probably got time for one more from you. <laughs> You All got right. <laughs> well, this one is directed at you. It, it, okay. Hey there, Eastwood. Hey, what's up? I got a pitch Whoa. for you. A pitch. Yeah, in fact, not only to you, but yeah, he's got a pitch for you. <laughs> this is right up your alley, I promise you. I All wouldn't right. waste your time, I swear to you. You're going to love it. Okay. It's what they call in the biz a genre bender. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I think that's what they says. Okay. It's combining two of the hottest trends in America, dinosaurs and dumb white trash. <laughs> this fall, get ready for the smash action hit, Jurassic Trailer Park. <laughs> Okay. Jurassic Trailer Park. White, okay. White assholes whose trucks are worth more than their trailers accidentally figure out how to clone Mountain Dew. <laughs> renowned methamphetamine producers, Dr. Neil Tamlin gets involved and er, gets invited to the Oak Meadows Trailer Park for a tour of the Mountain Dew cloning facilities that consist of 12 grocery bags of sugar, a Coleman cooler full of yellow number five, a truck bed full of city pool water, and sweaty shoes, and just a touch of redneck DNA. Of course, the Mountain Dews start breeding and eventually take over the trailer park. One of the local drunks tries to steal the recipe and gets down or gets drowned in a vat of sundrop. But the meth doctor escapes. What do you say? All I need is $25 million. Are you in? Three stars, Tom Berenger. $25 million? Tom Berenger? Yeah, it's Tom Berenger making, making you a pitch, Tom man. Buried the lead. Yeah, Tom Berenger's pitching you. Yeah, you totally hey, I say, the lead. 
I say go with it. I say go with it because that guy's got like eight sniper movies that he's making money on. Now, and if, he he, wanting, if he can figure out how to make money off that, go with it. He's wanting okay. to play the lead part of Dr. Neil Tamlin, it sounded like. The guy that but, the, the meth producer he didn't come out. He didn't come out and say park. that. But I've got a plot twist here. All right, what do you got? He's actually... Barnes DA from oh. Platoon. He didn't die. Charlie Sheen didn't kill him. Uh-oh. He came back to America after surviving Nam. Charlie Sheen his name, is one of the. And this is him. Charlie Sheen is one of the uh, buyers, and it's all an elaborate ploy to sniff out for Charlie Sheen so he can get his revenge. Yes. <laughs> him oh a- my God! This writes itself. I, I am down. Oh, I still uh, think twenty five million is a bit cheap if we can do it for let's say um a hundred and twenty five thousand. I'm in. Oh, I, I was gonna I say don't know. we need to do it for like I don't know, hundred and fifty million. We need I, special. Yeah, effects. see I'm I'm, I'm need, more I'm more on Robbie's money. side because Robbie I've I've got my people talking to his people and I think that we can make this deal happen so long as you and I get Credits as producers and oh, a couple yeah. of houses somewhere warm. Well, yes, so I think absolutely. I think we need a big budget. We need a big budget. For the radio listeners, you're to write it. Eastwood, it, he can do anything he wants to. Yeah, that, that goes without saying. Eastwood's going to do everything in this. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm probably just going to produce it. Doesn't really sound like something I want to write. For the radio listeners, we got to go. Love you. See you next time. Fire <laughs> oh, house. Man, we're still on for the pod. I guess we can finish up. So we each have, uh, yeah, Tom Berenger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to do it. Pitching you. Hey, that's not, a, that's not a bad movie. Maybe it's actually a short. You know what I mean? Maybe it's, uh, yeah. maybe it's a series. I'm not sure. I see it more of like a scary movie type of parody type of movie. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm seeing. Get, get the Wayans brothers involved, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Will Ferrell to make a cameo? Yes, Will Ferrell. I'm going to produce under a ghost name. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to do it under a pseudonym. I'm not going to be. If myself. you guys don't put Johnny Knoxville in a movie entitled Jurassic Trailer Park Trash, hey, that's uh, pretty whatever good. Whatever it is, I'm going to be. be I thought it sorely was going to be like Jurassic ass. <laughs> like that was no the show. That would be done. There with things. If Jackie things wrote it, there. I'm sure that would be what it would be if it was a Jackie pitch. No, it'd be Johnny Knoxville doing like his crazy. Crazy shit with his crew. Oh yes, but yes, only yes. in a trailer park with like <laughs> fake dinosaurs. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what you got? One more, Rob, and then Jeff. I think you got I one more. Yeah, you want Steve-O going years. across the pit while T Rex is chomping his butt with a chicken <laughs> hanging out of it. That's right. All right so there you go. I, I don't Perfect know jackass. what. Hey, do you guys here? Let's play a game real quick. Eastwood okay. always gets to play the games. I'm starting it. Okay. I'm gonna read the first line of this review that Uh-oh. I just pulled off the teletype. Okay. And you tell me who you think the author is. Now it could be a classic review. Sometimes we get classics moved okay. in there from the old show. Go ahead. Well, it appears the Turd Reich has refused my advice yet again. <laughs> well, we know who yeah. this is. There's who only, is it? There's <laughs> only one guy that refers to us as that. And since we're off radio, I can say. It's our old pal, uh, radio shock jock DJ, Billy Big Dick Bodine. Absolutely. A Florida um, hero. Uh, Okay. I've worked for years to maintain and chronicle the radio greats. Oh, boy. I worked alongside high caliber men and women. (laughs) You jerk bags just couldn't wait 
to urinate all over our history and legacy. This is one of those things he I does that always of great shows. It's, it's that thing he <laughs> does. It's that thing he does that always baffles me. Where his show titles are horrendous, but he says <laughs> things like "you urinate and you poop all over my friends." Yeah, yeah, he won't use the um, the dirty versions of these words. He talks like a dad but in front of his children, but yeah. then his show names are some of the worst <laughs> things you could possibly think of. I know. It just always kind but of amuses again, me. <laughs> That's one of his Yeah, traits. but again, I mean, it's Florida, so nobody's surprised. Yeah, he's, but a, okay. he's a Christian. Yeah, <laughs> shows like Burn Them All and Let God Sort Them Out. <laughs> With Hank the Hater and Hitlerfoot Fred. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> always around that a-hole. Yep. Gra- groundbreaking shows packed with cultural significance. Shows like Sucking Shit with Gangbang Brenda, <laughs> Foot Job Jackson, and Johnny the Nip. Oh, Put him on the glass. Who used to come on the show? <laughs> Put him on the glass. <laughs> Don't you understand our shows meant something? I don't. We took great pride in our work, and it showed. We changed lives. We moved hearts and minds with programs like Your Mother is a Cum Dumpster <laughs> with Brown Face Bob, <laughs> Cherry Pop and Pete, and I'm going to ruin your life, Randy. I've always... I've always been fascinated by that name. By, uh, yeah, he like he puts Randy. it out. He's on front street with the fact he's gonna ruin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he does not bury the lead. Um, Why would anybody class hang out with him? <laughs> <laughs> and interact with him? Yeah, why would you even like? As soon as he tells me his name, I'm leaving. So okay. Um, I guess you class holes. He likes to call us oh, that too. We'll never learn to be respected. You have to show respect. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. Part of me is glad my dear old friend, Shit Breath Jones, Jones. <laughs> has passed because the tripe you jerks spill out across the airwaves would make him choke to death on the foamy turd in his mouth. Ew. <laughs> two stars. Two. We got two. Mm. one. Billy Big Dick Bodine. He was in a good mood when he <laughs> wrote that you one. You know, here's... Little known fact, all of those radio personalities, with the exception, of course, of Shipbreath Jones, are now members of the United States Supreme Court. I almost spit took right there. I was taking a drink and almost spit it across the room. It's true. That is true. That is true. Absolutely. And since, and since in honor of the Supreme Court... I'm going to take this time to lead the entire show in a prayer because it's oh, evidently yes. I can do it anywhere I want, anytime, any place, and it's completely legal. Yeah. Hail <laughs> Satan, full of. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. That's not that bad. I was. That's not bad <laughs> at all. I thought you were going elsewhere. You know, I had a conversation with my wife, and this isn't insinuating anything, but I was like, you know, where are all of our assassins gone? Why are hey, Eastwood, Eastwood, just so you know, now that with the Supreme Court ruling, you no longer have to have conversations with your wife. Oh, well, I, I, I rather enjoy them. But we were talking about like, where, where have all the assassins gone? There have to be a few. Uh, the oh, run, my God. The, they can just you let John write, Hinckley out. Can you guys write a parody of Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? <laughs> by Paula Cole. But do it Where Have All the Assassins Gone? <laughs> Because like the loony bins on the other side, they're always shooting up the place, but they're but they're always doing it to innocent people. There's people that deserve it out there. <laughs> Jesus. 
Hey, I had a question. I'm not saying who. Those, I'm, not, uh, hey guys, I'm not saying who. Eastwood, live from the gulag. <laughs> have any, <laughs> have any of those really. mass shooters been, be uh, been women? I'll take the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> if I can <laughs> make a... Yeah. <laughs> Eastwood, I know you're Polish. I don't mean goulash. Oh, oh, shit. This goulash is delicious. That's what I was... It sure is. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I was like, I don't know how that's going to lead to that, but Robbie's a doctor. I'm, I'm not going to... I'm going to believe him. Wait a minute. Is goulash Polish? I don't even know. I just, I just said that. I don't Yeah, I think know. that was a little racist, Robbie. I don't know. No, my no, gra- no, no, no. I don't know if that let delicious me. dish was created by the Polish I know people. My grandma made it let, a lot, let, and she was Dutch and uh, Polish, so it's one of those two. Okay. Why not? Let me ask. Let it me ask now. this in the in the open here. Have any of those mass shooters been women? No. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> some of the ones uh, I went to I college with were, if you know what I'm saying. So if not, oh, then it's hungry. It seems Goulash like it makes sense ah. mm. that we just it does make me hungry. Guns for <laughs> men. Hey, you know what, no, Shark? I don't think I, there have been shark, many shooters that are women. Shark, I saw a stand-up the other day who this was his whole thing. He said, uh, I have a solution to the gun problem. He's like, men, you don't get anything. He's like, you get a pistol. Right. That's all you get. He's like, women. I don't you, even think you get that. He's like, he's like, women, you get everything. He's like, men, if you need the gun, you have to go to the woman, and, and you got to tell her what you need it for and when you need it, who's <laughs> going to be with you. What time you're going to be doing it? She's going to tell you it's stupid, and by the end you're going to be talked out of. It's yeah. like, so you're on to something there because I thought it was pretty good too. I was like, except women, that it, it, women used to be a little bit. Uh, there's some some stupidity uh, coming out in some women that I'm like. How is that woman a woman? Like I didn't. A lot of most women are <laughs> well, yeah, that stupid. Yeah, there, there's plenty. Yeah, you know, you, you but got, I think uh, that, you guys I think know that might be a. About. An elegant answer to the to the you know present present problem is arm the women and and make the men you know not be armed or have arms. I, mean, I think you can have arms, just not guns. I like it. Yeah, I'm down for I, that. Let them defend themselves anyway. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, who read that? What, 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 what are we doing here? Oh, uh, yeah. I read uh, That's Billy. Right. That's right. Shark, you got one. We'll finish her up and get out of here. Yep. So let's see. How many arms would they have? Like, have four arms? I guess they have a lot of arms. It depends on that. <laughs> so let's see. I broke my foot and was unable to change out an evaporator fan in my refrigerator. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I called Dylan Schiller's oh, air repair. Oh, repair. oh, boy. This oh is an boy. old... This is obviously a classic, because we haven't been to this show in a long time, but you go... <laughs> well, man came over two hours later, and he asked me... It has happened in a long time? <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a certain period of time. <laughs> Since it's happened, perhaps a while. <laughs> he has to be paid cash in advance, which I found suspicious. When I refused, he became irate. Uh oh. He said, "Listen up, Buttercup. It's 2010. That's how the world works now." By the way, it was 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he would be paid after the fridge was fixed. He opened my freezer door and got out a tray of ice and dumped them down the front of his pants. He yelled, call me Mr. Freeze, bitch. I'm about to bring the Ice Age down on that ass. <laughs> no. He started disro- wow. As he started disrobing, he said, you think you're crippled now? Wait till I'm done. What? I'm about to fuck the stupid oh, shit boy. right out of your Richie Britchy face. <laughs> Richie Britchy. Love it. Luckily, he passed out a moment later in a puddle of his own bodily fluid. Of course he I'm did. I'm talking a full body release. Oh, full yeah. Body, All three. All three is. of them. 
Yeah. He's famous. Yeah. He's kind of famous for having, did. first of all, for the listener who doesn't know, shame on you, but he's famous for a few things. One, he needs ice. He needs ice cold to get sexually aroused. Two, he has a full he body. He cats. He likes cats. Three, he has what we call full body release, which means everything goes. If hey, can, so when he has a full body release, does that mean he vomits? He vomits. He, he urinates. He urinates. He defecates. He defecates and he ejaculates. Yeah, all. <laughs> okay. Everything. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about the latter. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 so I sued him, and I I got a series of uh, ten gallon buckets, a collection of racist firecrackers. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about those. Aren't all firecrackers racist? <laughs> we, this year they and are. An yeah. Extensive, and an ex, yeah, exactly. And an extensive collection of VHS porn tapes. His lawyer claimed it was his only possessions. Don't call this guy. You'll be sorry. One star, Jonathan Donnie. You know the only uh, thing would make his his porn collection better if it was on Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> Now you guys noticed there that the, the reviewer's name was Jonathan Donnie. We know that Dylan's was, last name is Donnie, Dylan Donnie, and he claimed one uh, time that his brother it was that he's a good guy, and that his brother was running a smear campaign against him. Could this could possibly that's be true? He did. It <laughs> could be. This could be the much like the conspiracy between Betamax and VHS. This could be the the, the thread that unravels the whole deal. <laughs> I mean, you could be pulling on the Ollie North of this thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, all right. I think we're out of time, uh, but we will uh, see y'all in years next week or so. Uh, thanks, everybody. Adios. Peace.